Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. We, uh, we're going back and speaking with Greg Dickerson. We did this last Thursday after that initial jobless claims of 6.6. That was revised up to 6.9, uh, leaving this week to once again report 6.66. Uh, and Greg reached out and says, you know what? Some good news, bad news. Let's get on the call and talk about it. So uh, how are you doing, Greg? Good, good. How about you, Michael? I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm, you know, uh, I look at this as, you know, we're over the peak, right? Hopefully 6.9 is the peak. Now each week gets a little bit better, which sounds horrible to say when there's still 6.6 million people starting, but uh, you've got to look for good news somewhere. So uh, what do you think? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. So here's the good news. The the fact that you have that many applications means there's money on the way, right? So that's the good news. There's money on the way, which is going to funnel back into the economy one way or the other through food you know, other purchases, things like that. So that's the good news. The, the bad news is I still think it's low because what I'm seeing in the news, a lot of people can't even get through to apply. Mm-hmm. So I think there's still a big backlog that just aren't even and weren't even able to apply yet, including self-employed who are now included and able yep. to apply for unemployment. I uh, so I think we might see, you know, I thought we'd see closer to 10 million, but I feel like there's a backlog in there of three or four, maybe 5 million that weren't even able to get through the system. Um, So that's the bad news. I think there's still a lot more to come, but the good news is that means money's on the way. And, you know, when you look at the benefit, I mean, for somebody who's making 10, 15 bucks an hour, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah. I mean, I've I've said it a couple of times. There, There will be tenants that I have in some of my apartments that will make more money for the next four months being unemployed than they did working. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that's the good news. There's, there's money coming, there's stuff on the way. Um, uh, you know, the real question is, and still remains to be seen is, you know, like the other news right behind it was, you know, Mnuchin came out and said, Hey, we've got another two and a half trillion or whatever it was, you know, that we're throwing at the economy, going into small business, going into, you know, this, that, and the other, they've included larger companies, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to get loans Mm -hmm. in addition to the PPP, you know, P the payment protection plan. So at one point, if you did that, you couldn't do the other. Now you can do both, you know? So, so there's a lot of support coming and, you know, they've done an incredible amount in a week. You know, maybe a few businesses have actually, I think had their applications processed. The money still hasn't flowed yet to anybody anywhere on any level, but it's coming. So, uh, so that's, that's the good news is that now we're starting to hear conversations about, getting to the other side of this, opening up parts of the economy here and there. Yeah. Um, and what that's going to look like, you know, starting to move into, you know, end of May into June and getting into the fall of even maybe even going back to school. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. Yeah. I think there's a couple of things that are, again, getting over the peaks important because then you could, you, you can let momentum, right. Uh, help you each week. And I think we're there. Uh, and again, what they, what the Fed and the Treasury announced today that, uh, you know, that 2.2 trillion extra or whatever is coming, it's the real deal. Uh, you know, I'm starting to see, you know, the, the little light that I saw last week when we talked, it's bigger today. It's brighter today um, because there's yeah. so much money coming. There will actually be businesses started, which always happens in a capitalistic yeah. society, right? But now even more people will be going, you know what? I should start a business. 
I can get a really low rate on that strip mall space. And, um, you know, unfortunately yeah. there will be lots of businesses that close, but we're, we're going to quickly, um, kind of fill them up. But the outcome of this is now without question inflation, without question, we're going to have wage inflation because once retail kind of slowly opens up, they're going to go back and try to get their employees. Their employees are going to have options and, Mm -hmm. uh, there, I don't see how inflation isn't a real problem in three to five years. Um, but I don't know. Have you even, have you even had time to think about how inflation kind of ripples through all this? Yeah. We kind of touched on it last week and one of your, I saw somebody commented on the video and, and said, Hey, you know, how, how is the dollar not going to get devalued with all this? Oh, and yeah. Why is it, you know, why is it going to maintain its value? And you know, the dollar is the reserve currency of the world. The United States, you got to remember, we are the largest GDP in the world. We are mm -hmm. the largest consumer, the largest producer, you know, maybe not producer. We have the largest GDP. We're the largest consumer. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be in the United States. They want our business. They want, a, they want our dollar. They want our treasuries. They want our bonds. So that is an interesting contemplation. And if you look what happened back in, you know, 2009-10 with all mm -hmm. of the quantitative easing that was done after that, we didn't see the dollar lose its value. We yep. didn't see hyperinflation. True. What it did was it spurred the economy, which created, you know, pressure on jobs and things like that. You know, so we've seen some, you know, uh, wage inflation. We've seen, um, you know, construction costs go up, things like that. Mm -hmm. We're going to continue to see that on the other side of this. Like you said, unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of businesses that aren't going to make it through. Mm -hmm. But for those people, shut it down, walk yeah. away, reopen later when you can borrow the money. Yeah. You know, because you can probably walk back into where you were uh, or you can walk into another space and take it over for little to nothing. Yeah. You know, everybody's going to have a force majeure clause, pandemic clause in their lease now to where if this happens again, boom, shut yep. down, all bets are off, you don't pay rent yep. and you're not obligated to that lease. So there's going to be a lot of trickle through. The good news is, is that even if there's a lot of businesses that can't open, all that labor is needed everywhere else that yeah. did stay. So they're going to be able to go back to work. You've got unemployment for those who aren't. And then as things start to trickle back the next 12 to 18 months, you know, looking into 2022, you know, because we're already just about halfway through 2020, believe it or not. I mean, it's crazy. May, yeah. It's April. Yeah. May will be here before you know it. So the end of this year, we're going to just be getting back open. Then going into next year, 2021, we're going to be back in the ramp up where we got to get all these businesses and we got to figure out what's the retail going to look like? What does the hospitality landscape look like? Yeah. What are we actually going back and doing? We reopen schools and businesses and things like that in the fall. That's one thing. But what about football and basketball and mm -hmm. professional sports? College, you know, are we be doing that? Conferences, you know, are people, are they going to let us gather in crowds and what size are those crowds? So we still have a lot of unknowns in terms of how back, but I think everybody's starting to say, you know, they're going to get these doors open to a degree as soon as possible because we just can't keep them. And, you know, and the Fed seems to be unlimited, but I'm sure they're thinking, you know, we've got to stop this at some point. <laughs> yeah, they, they've launched uh, bazookas, nuclear weapons, whatever they want, this thing that came out today. They're, they're all in. Uh, and actually, again, because I invested through the 08 crash, the Fed was slow. I'll even yeah. say really slow in 08. That's why the negative feedback loop kept building on itself. Yeah. And then when they've, when TARP came out or it was finally passed the second time, that was kind of the, you know, the flag in the, in the ground that says no more. Um, they're, I mean, it's, what is it? Yeah. Three weeks? I mean, they're just. They single-handedly, yeah. They single-handedly took the economy down last time. And it's, and it was, you know, it was the Fed's policy 
of raising interest rates that caused yeah, the problem, five and a half, caused yeah. the crash. Yeah. Right. And then they didn't pull back quick enough. And then they didn't rescue the housing market with mortgage relief to the yep. borrowers. Yep. They should have done back then what they're doing right now to you and me and everybody else who had the loans that they couldn't work out or couldn't refinance or whatever mm -hmm. and just change the loans. Yeah. So there was no mortgage forbearance. There was no, there was nothing. Nobody yeah. was working out, modifying, forbearing. Remember loan mods didn't even come out until what? 2000, probably 10, late 10 early yeah. 11. Yeah. Yeah. So it was even, it was a year into the whole thing before they even decided, you know what, maybe we should work out some of these loans. By then most everybody had already lost their house. Oh, it was over. The so, feedback loop was two or three rotations in. It was, it was, yeah. the momentum was just too big. Yeah, What's so cool is, you know, Steve Mnuchin's Goldman Sachs. Well, Neil Kashkari worked for Steve Mnuchin at Goldman Sachs. And, you know, Neil came in as the uh, Treasury Secretary, um, or I can't remember what his role was, uh -huh. but, um, you know, he was in the thick of it at Treasury underneath um, Paulson, you know, right. when it was all going down in 2008 and 9. So uh -huh. now he's right in there now. So everybody knows what went yeah. wrong last time and what we need to do. So, you know, even looking at what we've done, it sounds like these big, huge numbers, but I think we're only at about, what, maybe 10 to 15% of GDP right now that yeah, they're actually just, pumping back in? Yeah, I think it's just over 10%, yeah. And again, this is yeah. wartime footing, right? This is not unheard of. Right. Uh, in times of war, you do spend, you know, you spend ahead uh, 10%, 20% yeah. of GDP. World War II was 100% of GDP. Let's not forget, right? Yeah. So, you know, so this is not yeah, unheard of stuff. If we were in stuff. a war right now, you'd be spending whatever it took. You know, you wouldn't oh, even be thinking twice about it. Yeah, it would it'd be, yeah, open open checkbook, exactly. Uh, so another thing I, I'm very encouraged by, again, you you got to get over the peak to start feeling better. I'm feeling better. Um, I I am. I just, this, this thing that came out, this extra $2 trillion, uh, I know the loans to small businesses are slower than we would all like, but it mm -hmm. hasn't even been a week yet, yeah. right? They were open last Friday and most didn't even open until Monday. Um, the money's coming and they just, yeah, it's going to take, you know, four to six weeks for that to work through the system at best. Yeah. Um, Cause these are real know, loans, right? You got to qualify. Yeah. You have to have a balance sheet. I mean, they're still working on credit. Yeah. You got to have credit. So yeah, it's, it, it's going to be okay. I think it's just, um, yeah, I feel really good because again, the money's going to start showing up. Uh, I'm actually feeling better about May 1st rent collection than I did just even a week ago. Because these yeah. these checks should be hitting, unemployment uh, you know, the kicker will be hitting. So, yeah, we're going. I haven't heard any sad stories so far. Hmm. Yeah, everybody I've talked to, they all seem to be at eighty to ninety percent, you yeah. know, of collection so far. I haven't heard of anybody having any real serious problems now. That's in residential. The commercial, yeah, that's a whole different retail. So that's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, retail's in trouble. I heard retail's at like twenty five percent. Wow. Yeah, I mean they're just shut, right? I mean. Yeah, it's, it's too yeah. bad. But yeah, I'm at um, just yes. I get a report at 4.30 every day. I think I'm now at 83% or 84%, which again, I compare it to March, which was a 99.1% collection. Right. We're only two points behind what March collection was. So I have some tenants. And again, I have C-class properties, uh, mm -hmm. the majority. So a lot of people say C-class doesn't do well. Uh, you know, I'm not asking for any forbearance at, you know, north of 80% collection because. Yeah. Yeah, Again, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, 2008 was worse. I mean, that's what people don't get. 2008, you know, my, um, you know, my economic occupancy was in the 70s mm -hmm. uh, because of turns and, and, you know, people, it was just rougher. This is so fast and so deep and so much help is coming. Uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not nearly as nervous.
No, no, that makes that makes a big difference. That that tells everybody, look, there's light at the end of the tunnel. We can get to the other side. We may have another month or two to go of this, you know, shutdown situation. But you, you know, uh, I like Bill Gates, right? I mean, that dude is, you know, he's he's one of the best minds in the world. Yeah, and he's got a really uh, unbiased view of this whole situation, and and you know, um, the people that he's talking to and the things they're looking at. So, look, number one, you need a vaccine, right? You're, yeah, you're not going to end of this. It's like polio. Capacity. Yep. Right. You need a vaccine. But he can see the country starting to get open back up again in, in mid to end of May, you know, to some degree starting to go back to school in the yep, fall, definitely. limiting maybe some of those gatherings and events that, that we're, we're allowed to do. And of course, all that depends on what's going on, because we're watching these other countries that have gotten to the other side, China, Korea, to mm-hmm. see what the, the relapse looks like in those countries. You know, these, these areas here that are kind of plateauing, when you do open up the doors, you know, what does that look like? So there, there, there's a lot of different things there, but he's very interesting to listen to and has a very rational, unbiased viewpoint of everything talking to, you know, he's talking to the best in the world, yeah. working really hard on, you know, how do we, how do we get billions of doses of this thing out? That's what he's working on. You know, yeah. you guys create it. We'll get it out there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, and I love where he's going, right? There's actually, I think he was interviewed on CNBC this morning for about 30 minutes that was actually before I woke up. So I do wake yeah. up early, but that was before me. Uh, so I'll be watching that later in the day, probably while I'm uh, working out. So, um, yeah, I was up at four 30 with a thunderstorm this morning. And, oh no. Uh, yeah. wow. You know, something that's interesting. I think the housing market, uh, mortgage market is actually taking a bigger hit than the rental, uh, oh, for the rental sure. side. I saw a note the other day that like there was 20 or 30 uh, percent of the homes that were behind on their mortgage asking for, uh, forbearance in the residential mortgage market. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And I think that's going to be a problem for 2021. Because again, I think the financial education of the average American is not great. Uh, most of them, and I actually did a video on it. I said the dark side of forbearance. And um, most people don't realize, they think it's free money, right? They read a headline on some newspaper or somebody's friend tells them on Facebook, they get 90 days really easy. Because again, it's call them, say the magic yeah. word, you get 90 days, no proof. Right. But right now you're going to get a bill on the fourth month because the service providers have to pay their lenders. I mean, it's just a, a chain. Yeah, that- you got to catch it. Uh, you got to catch it back up. But then there, then there's loan modification after that. So that's the good news. That's what yeah. we did not have in 2009 we was could. there was yeah. no forbearance and there was no loan modica- modifications. They were like, you're in default, we're foreclosed. Yeah. And they were taking houses left and right. Yeah. So the good news here is anybody who's listening, Yes. You, all you got to do is call or fill out an application. Every bank's different and, and they will, you know, don't worry about it. You can have three months. You'll yep. revisit that in three months. Then at that point, you got to pay it all off and start paying forward, or you might be able to buy another three months. Maybe. But then at the end of the six months, then you've got you've to get into that loan modification, uh, which means that's when they talk about um, modifying your loan where, you know, that can get it onto the balance of the loan. They adjust the interest rate. Yeah you know, those types of things. So, so that's the good news is that there, there, that's in place that's there. They know we do not want the housing market to go under as if you had and you know, the business loss that we've had, it just would, it would be a drag. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think this is, uh, again, the, the speed, the size uh, that people are, are helping. Um, you know, I think we're closer to the end of this than the beginning. You know, I, I really do. Yeah. I think, you know, I don't now be very clear in what I said, uh, I don't think we're going to go back. We're not going to, this is not a V-shaped recovery, right? We're not going to go all yeah. the way back, right? We are certainly going to bounce off the bottom, but it's just like a trampoline. 
right? You'll lose some of that momentum, that inertia as you go back the other direction. Um, but, you know, it's not going to be an L either, I don't think. So, um, you know, so we're talking U-shaped recovery just to kind of, you know, follow that through. I, I do say with the one thing we have to watch for is it's not a W, right? We don't, we don't go up and then come back down. So um, those are things I'm watching for. Any other kind of thoughts on the news of the day, Greg? Had one little freeze up there for a few seconds. Yeah, no worries. I was just curious, what other kind of good news, bad news did you see in the media today? You know, so uh, I think I think you know it's it's all good now. The bad news, obviously, is you know New York and and you know some other countries and mm -hmm. cities are still having you know record death rates and you know that kind of stuff. But they're seeing infection rates and hospital you know um, admissions tapering off. So they're starting to see a flattening of the curve in a lot of areas. California, Washington, you know, yeah. by doing what y'all did so soon, you guys were two, three weeks ahead of us, right. um, has really made a huge difference. So, um, you know, there's still a little bit of a good and bad there, but, you know, from an economic standpoint, from a real estate standpoint, I think we're still fine. I think, I think multifamily might actually, this whole thing might create more of a demand than multifamily on the other side, because it is going to do so well through this. Hmm. You know, the housing market, it's hard to say, you know, it hasn't seemed to make an impact stuff is still selling, things are still going good. So, I think overall, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a lot of bad things going on out there. But you know, the stuff that's coming makes you know makes it so good. I'm not even sure the market's gonna you know have another episode. You know, with all of the things that the Fed's doing, and if we can get through this, I, you know, I don't know if we're even gonna revisit the lows that we were at and, and crack through that. So it'll be interesting to see what the market actually does. Wow, that's the first time I've heard that. The low is in. In a bit, by the way, we're up 25 percent from the low. Right, something like Still that. Still down twenty from the peak, but sure. yes, we're off the bottoms twenty percent. We've been kind of hovering there. We haven't really moved off of that yeah. since the initial bounce. So if you go back and look at two thousand eight and nine, you know it kind of did that, and then bam, it went off a cliff. But now there's so much firepower coming in. I don't know if I don't know if they're going to let that happen. Yeah, I'm going to go with it's going to happen. It's this just feels artificial. Um, if we it were is. off, if we were off eight to ten percent the bottom, I might, I might be a believer, but we went up. This is the best week since 1938. Yeah. And if you yeah. go back and look at 1938, that was not, uh, what happened after that week was not good. Yeah. Right. It was, it was a top, it was a topping that, that fell off. So um, when in doubt, go back and look at history. This, this is abnormal. We, we still haven't had real news from companies. Everything has been, we've withdrawn guidance. We've withdrawn guidance. And again, Starbucks. Yeah, you still just, have that shoe to drop. Yeah. Yeah. Starbucks, 43% drop in um, earnings. But you got to remember, that was with only two bad weeks, right? Yeah. Most of the country didn't get hit until March 15th. Mm -hmm. And if they suffered that kind of drop, what's going to happen to them in a full quarter of this? Oh. And unemployment. Like you said, we still have a lot of delayed applications. Yeah. So, you know. There's still another five or six or 10 million coming there over the yeah. next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, we're not going back to work next week. You know, you and no. I, make it I'm like, it's over. We're done. We're on the other side. No. We're not saying that. No, we're no, just no. saying that, man, there's so much firepower coming at this thing. Mm -hmm. It's going to ease the blow, right? Yes. So it's like the difference between boxing with six ounce gloves and boxing with 15 ounce gloves, right? Yeah. Yeah. We Hello. got 15 ounce gloves on right now when we had the six ounces earlier. Yeah, or bare knuckle brawling earlier or something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I do feel really good. I still think, I, I don't believe earnings can stand up. 
I, I believe mm-hmm. fundamentally that stocks are earnings per share times some multiple. And I haven't seen the hit. I haven't seen the collapse uh, or compression yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's coming, you know, it's, yeah. it's coming. And, uh, you know, but I'd like love to bottom to be in. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I have no, I have no skin in the game. I don't have a, a dollar of stock, so I don't care if it goes up or down. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm waiting for the bottom cause I wanted to buy a little bit at the bottom and play again. And I'm looking at some of the stocks that I, I did well on last time, you know, I'm watching forward, man. It's like four bucks, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I bought it at a dollar 26 or something last time. Yeah. yeah I'll I think play it was a dollar 90. I got yeah. in. I'll play it 50, 50%. I, I will look at the stock market if it goes down to 15,000, the Dow 15,000. That's where I feel like it just wants to go. And I always kind of felt like you'd see that before you see 30. And yeah. you, you know, this is all artificial. We have to get through more oh, yeah. unemployment. We have to get through more earnings. But you know, every time you even get close to something, the Fed comes out and says, we got another 2 trillion. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, very cool, man. I appreciate you reaching out. Anything else you want to close with before we wrap this? This is a positive call. Uh, that's how I yeah, see it. Yeah, it is. Call. It is. Yeah, it's good. It's good. There's good news. There's hope. There's optimism. So just hang in there. You know, keep pouring in yourself. Keep looking at deals. Keep yep. raising capital. Be ready. Um, and you know, like you, like you're doing, make those offers, get out there, look for owner financing, look for creative financing. If you, you know, it's going to be hard to borrow money right now for certain things. So, you know, just, just, you know, get creative, study those aspects and, uh, you know, keep at it, man. It's, you know, we, we are going to get to the other side of this. We just don't know when, but it's coming. Very, very cool, Greg. Well, thank you very much for reaching out. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks buddy. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter.